this is Leah, and welcome to this week's Hashtag For Paris podcast. It's wonderful that you could join us for this week's teaching. I'll explain a little bit more about who we are at the end, but for now, let's jump right in. So the last number of weeks, we've been working through a series called Unwrapping Presence, Encountering God at Christmas. And essentially, it comes back to this promise that God gives to us throughout the Bible that He is with us in all of life. Like, I don't, I don't know what you know or believe about God or what you've experienced about God, but, but God's desire is to be known, that, that God does not want to be distanced, that, 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 that he wants to be a part of our life. And, and this is what we have been working through the last number of weeks. As we think of Christmas, as we think of the birth of Jesus, this is the, the presence of God with us in the midst of all of life. And so essentially, this series has been looking at, well, what difference does this make? Like, like what difference does Jesus make in the midst of our lives? That, that we're celebrating his birth over 2,000 years ago, but, but does it have an impact for me today? And, and my hope, my hope is that wherever you are on the spectrum of faith or belief in God, that this is an opportunity again to make faith personal. To, to, to begin to realize that when we think of how God is with us, we live with a greater sense of hope in the midst of life. That, that even in uncertain times, even in times of waiting, we live with a sense of hope of knowing that because God is with us, God is at work even when we may not see it. To, to make it personal means that, that for God to be with us, we live with a greater sense of peace. A, a peace that is not based upon the circumstances around us or what is happening to us, but in knowing that Jesus is with us. That's why... That's why the early followers spoke of, of this peace that passes understanding. It's this idea that when you look at the external environment you're living in, you, it would not be evidence to live with a greater sense of peace, but you do. Why? Why? Because you know that God is with you in the midst of it. It's made personal when you realize that the love of God is not based upon performance. It's not based upon what we do, but rather in what God has done for us. And so time and time again, we want to come back to this place of understanding what does it mean? What does it look like for God to be with us? I mean, that's why as a church, we talk about how we want to lead people to Jesus. Why? Why? Because we want Jesus to be personal. We want Jesus to make a difference in the midst of your life. And so, and so maybe you're someone who is still trying to figure this out, still, still exploring faith and wondering, I'm so glad that you're watching. And I just hope again that this time together will, will help show again how Jesus can become real in the midst of your life. For some of you, maybe many of you, you're watching from a place of like, yeah, no, I, I have this relationship with Jesus. I, I, I've made it personal. And I want to land at a final place of looking at, at how can we make our faith even go deeper? Like, like, what is the response that we can give? That absolutely we can receive this hope and this love and this peace, but, but, but how does this become an even greater reality in the midst of life? That's where I want to land here today with some very kind of specific takeaways for us in the next week and in the coming weeks as well. And so the place I want to turn to is perhaps a familiar place in the Bible around the Christmas story. Um, if you're familiar with anything in the Bible, chances are the most familiar you are is with the Christmas story. And so I want to land in one particular place where, where we're introduced to the shepherds. You probably know maybe the Christmas scene, you know, you've, you've seen a pageant or whatever, you know, the, the angels show up, give an amazing message to the shepherds, they go and see Jesus, and then something happens. And so let me read it, let me refresh your mind, and then I'm going to talk about how we can learn from the shepherds an incredible way to make faith even more personal in a way that impacts others and actually actually deepens our faith as well. 
And so the place we're going to turn is Luke chapter 2 and beginning in verse 8. This is what we read. It says, That night, speaking of Jesus' birth, there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified. But the angel reassured them, Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all the people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. Suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in highest heaven and peace on earth to those on whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph, and there was the baby lying in the manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherds' stories were astonished. But Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorified and praising God for all they had heard and seen. And it was just as the angel had told them. There is, there is a lot in there, but, but again, we land at this place of, of how the Christmas story, how the person of Jesus is good news, how it becomes more personal. I mean, I mean, the proclamation of the angels was, we bring you good news of great joy for all people. That, that includes the shepherds. That includes all the people living at the time. That includes you and me. It's, it's this good news of knowing that the Messiah, Jesus, has been born, the Savior of the world, the, the one, the only one who can bring ultimate hope and peace and joy and love into our lives. But the question remains, is how do we make it personal? What, what I love about the story of the shepherds is we see a progression of faith. I realize it, it happens very quickly, but, but I think it, it serves as, as a way, as, a, as an example for us. It, it begins with the fact that the shepherds are just literally hanging out in the fields, doing their regular thing. And what happens? God interrupts their lives. God shows up. God takes that first step. Maybe, maybe for, for many of you, you can relate to the time where God stepped into your life and, and became more real. Maybe for some of you, you're kind of in that moment, in that transition right now. Like, like even watching this video, you're like, is this, is this a way of God getting my attention? And that's where it all begins. But then, but then a choice needed to be made. The shepherds needed to make a choice as to how they would respond. I mean, kind of crazy, like angels showed up, gave an announcement, but they still had to make a choice. Would they go? Would they begin to check it out on their own? For some of you maybe watching, maybe this is the step you're taking, right? Like, like someone has shared this link with you or you're kind of exploring faith. And I am so glad that you're tracking with us because you're like the shepherds where you're now wanting to investigate, wanting to say, hey, wait a second, wait a second. Who is this Jesus and what does it mean? Well, the shepherds went. They saw and they were amazed. But again, they had another choice to make. How would they respond? You know what they did? They went and began to tell others. And it was after they told others that we see an even greater expression of faith. As they went back to their regular living, 
glorifying and praising God. So I, I realize I packaged that up really neatly, but, but what does that mean? I want to land on the second half of what the response of the shepherds were and understand that this is a choice. But in the shepherds choosing to tell others about Jesus, it not only had an impact upon others, but it deepened their faith. What is, what is one of the best ways that we can make faith in Jesus more personal? Is by not keeping it private by sharing and telling others the difference that Jesus makes in your life. Listen, I, 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 I can almost sense you kind of almost pulling back from the screen right now thinking, wait a second, wait a second, Joel, I, I was with you up until the, the share my faith bit, right? Like, I get it, I get it. Faith is personal. I, I, I receive it and I, I express it. But, but telling others about it, like, like, don't we need to keep faith private? Like, like, don't we need to respect where other people are at? 100% we do, but, but what we begin to see throughout the Bible is this reality of one of the ways that faith becomes even more personal is by sharing it with others. You see, faith was never meant to be private. And I understand how, how reluctant we can be. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. Oftentimes, I'm reluctant to share my faith and to talk about it be, be, because of a number of assumptions that I make. I actually had a really amazing conversation with our staff and the elders at the church. And, and we talked about, like, like, what hinders you? What prevents you from talking about your faith or, or inviting people to come to church? And, and their answers are probably many of the same things that are rolling around in your mind right now. You're like, well, I don't, I don't, I don't want it to be awkward. Or I don't know what to say. Or, or like, what, what if they're not interested or, or like, like, will it impact my relationship that I've already kind of built? Like, I don't, and I get it. I get it. I totally understand the reality. But as you look to the shepherds, I think we learn two valuable truths. It's two valuable truths that have helped me understand how I can become more intentional about sharing my faith. Because at the end of the day, if, if we live with a sense of hope in Jesus, if we live with a greater sense of peace, it's not like we're, we're forcing this on people. We, we want this for others. It's why as a church we talk about leading people to Jesus. Why? Why? So we can fill our pews? No. So we can have a better budget? No. So that we can see lives transformed and our community impacted for good. And so how do we, how do we step beyond some of the awkwardness, some of the reluctance, some of the fear and the worry of sharing our faith? First thing I see when I look to the look to the shepherds, there it is, there it is, tongue tied a little bit there, is lose our assumptions. Oftentimes, one of the things that prevents us from sharing our faith is we make assumptions about ourselves and we make assumptions about others. Let me explain. We often make assumptions about ourselves of thinking, well, I don't, I don't have the gift of sharing my faith, or, or I'm an introvert, or I don't think God could ever really use me and, and and what do we want to what do you end up doing we we want to leave like evangelism and sharing faith for others like we strike up a committee or we get other people to do it but do you notice what happened with the shepherds two things number one is they all went and then they all shared it's not like a bunch of the shepherds showed up saw mary and joseph and jesus and then they went outside and said okay 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 some of you are more extroverted. Some of you have the gift of sharing your faith. So you guys should go and tell others and the rest of us will just go back and do something else, right? No, no, they all went, which means we all have 
an opportunity. Second thing I love about this is we lose the assumption of believing that God can't use me. I mean, the shepherds, I don't know how familiar you are with shepherds in Jesus' day, but they were on the margins of society. They, they were not well respected. They, they were not people who'd be called to be witnesses of anything. And so the very fact that God used shepherds to begin to proclaim the message of the birth of Jesus is rather remarkable. And so if God can use them, please, please do not discount yourself. But, but one of the other things we do is we make assumptions about others. We, we may think that, that people aren't interested, that, that people don't actually need God in their lives. A recent study came out, and this is recent, of Canadians, that 42% of Canadians pray weekly. 42%. Another 44% of Canadians pray monthly. What does that mean? Simple math. 86% of people are praying regularly. Now, I get it. You're like, well, who are they praying to? What are they praying about? I don't know, but I know this. When people, when 86% of people are praying, it means that they are looking for and thinking about things beyond themselves. That they recognize that there is something greater going on and they're, they're trying to capture that in the midst of their life. We have no idea what people are dealing with. We have no idea what God is doing in the midst of our lives. And so oftentimes what I have seen is that when I just simply bring up the conversation, people are actually relieved to talk with me about it. People are actually grateful to have that conversation. The second thing we learn about the shepherds is we don't know what the final outcome will be. I love, I love how Luke tells us that they went and they shared Jesus with others and the people were astonished. They were amazed. But then it's like, okay, and then what happened? And then what happened? Like, 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 like were the synagogues filled? Like, were there a ton of baptisms? Like, what exactly went on? We don't know. I love the words of a guy named Kerry Newhoff. He's a Christian leader here in Canada. And he says this, we are called to step out in the moment and trust Jesus with the movement. Like when it comes to sharing our faith, it's not about, it's not about getting people to church. It's not about closing the deal. It's, it's about sharing the reality of Jesus at work in our life in a personal way and then trusting and believing that God will be at work in people's lives. I love the story of the shepherds because it gives us such a, a picture of, of steps of faith. They were told. They went. They shared. Their faith was deepened. What about you? Maybe, maybe for some of you, you're at that place where you are like the shepherds who are standing in the field and, and God is beginning to reveal himself to you. Will you take that next step and go? Begin, begin to explore more of who Jesus is. That, that could mean maybe going to a church on Christmas Eve. That could mean just continue to track with us online. That could mean beginning to ask more questions, to, to start reading your Bible, to, to begin to see how God will reveal himself even more to you. Be like the shepherds. Take that next step and go. Or maybe you're kind of more down the journey of the shepherds and you have gone and you have witnessed and you have received, but now will you share? Christmas is a time where we receive many gifts. And like, I have a gift card here to, to Starbucks. 
And actually, I want to give it to one of you. And the way that you can get one of these gift cards is by sending me an email and simply answering this question, what are you looking forward to in the new year? And then I will choose a couple winners and send it out to you um, in the next week. And so send me an email. But, but when I think about this gift card, this is a gift that I'm going to give to you. It's to Starbucks or Tim Hortons, wherever you want to go. And it's, it's a great gift. You can enjoy it. You can make it personal. You can get a coffee. You can get a muffin. You can get a donut. And that is great. Or you could take this gift and share it with someone else. And in the sharing of the gift, not only do you receive it, but someone else receives the benefit as well. Do you see the link I'm making here? See, when we receive faith and we keep it personal and private, it's like we receive the gift card and we just spend it on ourselves. But the greater impact on us and on someone else is when we not only receive this gift of Jesus, but that we are then willing to share it with others, to, to be more invitational about our faith. That's why as a church, we, we do the things that we do. We want to lower the barriers that you can invite others to come and to see and to know who Jesus is. So, so what are our takeaways? How, how do we get to a place of being more intentional about sharing our faith? Two things, one immediate and one ongoing. The first one is this week. We know it's coming. It's Christmas Eve. This is the week, the day where people are more open to consider God and to be at church and to, and to think about who Jesus is than any other day of the year. What would it look like for you to share that with someone else? I don't know if you're going to an in-person service. Maybe you invite someone to come and to be there with you. Or maybe you're going to watch online. Hey, listen, we're going to post our Christmas Eve service first thing in the morning. And so you can watch it whenever you want. But what would it look like for you to share this link, to invite someone to join you for Christmas Eve? Step out in the moment and leave the movement up to Jesus. Just, just simply invite, simply begin to see what God is going to do. Then the second thing is, how do we make this ongoing? Because what I don't want you to do is be like, okay, fine, Joel, fine, fine, fine. I'll invite someone Christmas Eve, but then I'm going back to my regular ways. Like, just stop, okay? How do you make it more ongoing? By doing two things. Number one is I've been asking God to make me more aware of the opportunities. You see, I think, I think sometimes we, we feel as if we have, to, we have to force the issue. We have to create opportunities. But what I start to realize is the more I become aware of what people are going through in their lives, there are opportunities to have conversations with them, to, to share my faith, to, to talk about hope, to talk about a greater sense of peace, to invite them to consider who God is. Step out in the moment. Leave the movement up to Jesus. And the second thing is this is pray that God would give you courage because there'll be opportunities and moments that begin to arise and the assumptions will begin to flood into your mind. Oh, I'm not the right person. I'm going to trip over my words. They're not interested. This is going to be awkward. Don't be obnoxious, right? Yeah, just step out. God does amazing things in you and through you. When we start to share our faith, it makes a difference. We live in a hurting world. We live in a broken world. And if we truly take the angels at their word, that Jesus is good news of great joy for all people, don't we want that for our family? Don't we want that for our friends? Don't we want to be a part of what God is doing in their lives? 
And so this Christmas, this Christmas, how can you begin to share your faith with others? And I believe this. It will not only have an impact upon others, it'll have an impact upon you. You see, the shepherds, after they shared, went back praising and glorifying God. Something happened within them, and I'm convinced it was in the sharing of their story, of their encounter with Jesus. God is with you. Will you make it personal and not keep it private? Let me pray. So gracious God, we are so grateful that at Christmas, we celebrate you. But I pray that that we would celebrate your presence in all of life. I pray for those that are watching that perhaps are like the shepherds still standing in the field where God, you are encountering them. May, May they take that next step to explore and to see what this good news is all about. And in their going, may they experience your incredible hope and peace. I pray for those of us that that have received you and and have, have made faith personal. May we not keep it private. May we share in a way that it begins to impact others and actually begin to deepen our faith. May we have eyes to see the opportunity and the courage to step out in the moment. For this we ask Jesus in your name. Amen. We may have a great week. Look forward to having you join us Christmas Eve. And may you know God's blessing and love this day. Have a great rest of your week. today. We hope that you were encouraged by what you just heard. Just so you know a little bit more about who we are, hashtag for Paris. Our church is about creating a culture that shows people that we are for them and for our local community. Jesus invites us to experience a meaningful life with him and others. So we meet every Sunday morning in person at the Paris Presbyterian Church at 1030 a.m. and throughout the week in various home groups and pubs here in Paris. It is here that we experience authentic relationships and we grow deep in our faith journeys together. If you would like to connect with us further, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And it is here that you can find links to any of our other audio and video podcasts, sermons, and you can track with what's happening with us each month. Please go straight to our website for more information now about our home groups and how you can get involved. Our website is parispresb.ca. Yes, that's right, parispresb, P-R-E-S-B.ca. And it's there that you can share our links with your friends, family, and neighbors. Uh, We have friends from around the world who connect in with us online on a regular basis. And so lastly, please feel free to email me and get connected directly. I would love to chat with you. My email is leah at parispres.ca, and I'll get right back to you. So that's all we have for now. Thanks again for joining, and we'll see you again next week. Bye for now, everyone.